0: to The Unlabeling Effect. We gather here every other week to explore all things mental health. Let us be part of your support system to inspire and motivate you to take care of your well-being. We, Vivian, Risha, and myself, Melody, welcome you to our UE community.
1: It's our absolute pleasure to have Mandy Pau with us on The Unlabeling Effect today. Mandy is a branding and marketing expert who started her own agency, Eloquence International, for purpose-driven brands. Mandy also coaches impact-driven entrepreneurs to do amazing work that deserves to be heard and seen. What's interesting about Mandy's story is that her work got recognized to a significant extent that she was swamped holding large scale campaigns for notable big brands like Dior, Prada, and PepsiCo, wherein she somehow caught herself losing touch with her purposes and intentions. To re-anchor herself and EQ, she has turned to empowering smaller businesses, mainly business women. She helps in assisting them to craft their own unique narratives, equipping them with appropriate skills in formulating short and long-term business goals, and most importantly, helping them to align their personal and career goals. I cannot wait to hear more from you, Mandy. Let's get started. I'm your host, Vivian. With me today are Mandy, Rita, and Melody. Welcome ladies. Hi everyone, thanks for having me. We actually met at a networking event and she is actually hosting um, a branding workshop. Mandy always has this calm essence she always talk in a way where it's not slow but very composed and yeah something like that and then i was drawn to her so i grabbed her after the event i was like what are you doing she's like what are you doing um so and then we caught up like for lunch lunch. over lunch yeah and here we are yeah i think
2: yeah yeah, thanks for reaching out to me after my sessions uh, when i was teaching actually like when me and vivian caught up at over lunch We try so hard to not go through everything because we have so much to talk about and we just click like immediately. Um, And then she was like, I tried to not ask you all the questions, but I do have a lot of things that I wanted to you know, speak to you about. I think today is the day then. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. So um, how did you get into branding first? Like, let's touch quickly on that because you told me you've never really, you only had one full-time job.
2: Yeah, I only have one full-time job yeah. throughout my life. Yeah. Uh, so I, right after my graduation, I got back to Hong Kong. My first job with like a luxury fashion PL. After one year, I just realized it's just not my thing. By then I was like, too young to realize what was that I just didn't know why I was so upset decided to quit on the day Um, that's how much I really disliked my previous job i didn't really have any plannings after Mm. i got very fortunate my first freelancing project was basically a the red carpet event for transformer Mm. so i got invited by one of my friends slash colleague so i went for a period of time where i was basically helping launch movie premiere so Mm. i did kung fu panda as well mockingbirds a couple of like big movies in hong kong but how was it like
1: how did you feel back then
2: like, very quickly, we get into the meat part already, but I love it. Yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the whole journey where I get into branding, actually. The feeling that I felt by then was, like, I felt really excited. Mm. Because, obviously, you know, everybody wants it, right? Like, everybody mm. wants this kind of experience. And, like, I was fortunate enough to actually work directly with the mm. Hollywood team as well. Mm. So, it was, like, wonderful experience. Mm. But, I don't know, like, it's just by then, like, I, I think deep down, I didn't really find it very fulfilling again like very shortly after i just realized that's not really my thing as well it's very normal for young people or like young entrepreneurs Mm. to go through a period of time where you trying different things like here and there and then you realize what you like what you don't like it's like dating right it's like relationship you know you date this guy you realize oh he's not for me and like i don't like that and then i got this opportunity where i someone invited me to help them to launch a restaurant so that's basically where i started to find. A little bit more interesting. The reason why I like the restaurants consulting is because I actually get to sit down with the chef like one on one to basically like you know know about like you know what's your concept about the 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 restaurants, what's your concept about the story. Slowly, I just realized oh actually like you know it's not that I hate being a PR, it's just the format of it. So I realized I don't like big. Event mm. Celebrity kind of like scene. I just don't resonate with mm. that. PR is just a very small piece of communications. Mm. I almost felt bad that the client has to keep coming back to me like every few months. Mm. And, you know, it makes me think like, okay, well, that means it's not long-lasting. Sorry, it's what good.
1: does it mean by they keep coming back after a few As months? in like
2: the PR campaign has to do it every night. No- oh. You know, at least like three to six months. Just right. to keep, keep the, the business like busy basically mm. so then I basically start to zoom out and I said like what makes the business work my dear friend and also like previous client he is um, the founder of Local Farmer. is inspired, it John? Uh, Larry Larry yeah like, I actually
1: worked with him when I was at uh, the food delivering company. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he's a. Uh, I think he's very genuine with his mm. advisors. Actually, like local Family was one of the restaurants that I helped launch as well. So he was the one who basically introduced me to what branding is. Mm. It's so much more strategic than what I thought. So I was like, oh wow, like this is something that's completely new to me, and I'm so fascinated. I didn't really feel like I was working. Mm. I went through a year or two, basically just like studying branding like intensively seven days a week like mm. basically no days off purely because I'm so passionate about mm. it I mean at most of the branding agency usually the founder would be like a you know design background like a designer or like yeah. creative director mm. so I'm a little yeah. bit Reverse. I basically start with marketing first. So, mm. so how I see things is more like, I guess it's more on the marketing side. Mm. And then I basically go back to like the branding side. So mm. I built a um, method where I call EQ method. It's, it consists of like three pillars. So like mm. strategy, branding, as well as marketing. So, mm. so it's more kind of like a comprehensive method that I've been using to help with my clients.
1: I want to bring the story back a little bit and you know like when you quit your job Mm. and then you got the transformer event Mm -hmm. to making a proposal and Mm. then get your first project Mm -hmm. but before you got that you quit the same day right actually
2: there is a little story behind that as well i (laughs) i quit i hand in the letter to the hr i remember Mm. the hr was like telling me are you sure you wanted to quit this day because if you stay one more week you get double bonus Mm. and then i was like i want to leave basically no. right now like <laughs> you can oh. let me go <laughs> like, i don't really care about money like something that i've learned it's like you have to love your job now i look back mm. i was a terrible employee i didn't really want to come to work and i wasn't mm. really interacting with anyone and i wasn't there like i wasn't present mm. the job doesn't really align with mm. my values going back to your question i
1: would say like was there ever worry yeah I mean, like,
2: yes I, a lot of people ask me actually like, yeah you know when you're young like you don't know what is right and wrong mm, yes. and you know like that's your first job and you find that you didn't really like it and it's actually quite a big hit for me because luxury pr is quite a brutal like industry as well like, mm-hmm. it's like you know hit you hard on your head with the reality
0: <laughs> what was what well, part of the job that you didn't really like it was like all the tasks or more like the sense of like there's no purpose for you.
2: I don't really like big event. Mm. I, like, I like building relationship with people one-on-one. Mm. So personality-wise, I'm just not fitting in. Mm. Secondly, I guess it's just the nature. It's quite harsh. And I feel like a lot of like relationships that I've been building throughout that year is more kind of like on surface level. It's sustainable. Like, yeah, it's not, not sustainable. I'm not saying that I need to be friends with everyone, mm-hmm. but at least I wanted to know on um, value-wise, yeah. you know, are we in line? Or like a lot of why questions mm. that I would love to ask Whereas like to just chef, right? Like mm. I can ask a lot mm. about those questions. so
1: Because I started my career in PR too. So I want to share a quick story. I remember there's an event also made me want to quit. It's a whiskey private event. Mm. And it was with all government officials, mm. with the founder of the company. And I was 24, 23. And I just felt so alone. Mm, yep. You yeah, don't yeah, feel belong. Yeah. I asked myself like, what's the value I'm bringing in here? Mm. What is it based on? On, yeah, and you're like not something that I want to build. It's very empty, like the yeah. conversation. It looks so nice though. Mm. It's a big contrast for mm. me to digest it because you just graduated mm. you're like i want to do what i believe in yeah. yeah another question i want to throw to mandy is that if i don't want to start a business mm. the journey of finding a company that fits my values mm. is extremely difficult
2: i wouldn't say i found what i aligned with my values immediately mm. obviously i was like really scared i was worried about like how people mm-hmm. think about me as well like my parents, because the feeling was so strong to a point that I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just leave first, and then I'll see how it goes. At one dinner, I asked a few of my girlfriends, "Should I go back to a job, or should I just start a couple of freelance job myself? Mm-hmm. What if I finish all these projects and like, what what happened after?" Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like, this is the first <laughs> questions that comes in their mind, and yeah. I just kind of like wing it to be honest. Yeah. Like, I just kind <laughs> of like trust myself i know that at that point, I have already learned that I need to find something that I like doing mm. if I can find something that I enjoy doing I'm the type of person that I'll give 100% commitment whereas if I don't like it then I'm like 100% not giving it
0: yeah. <laughs> did you have so. much like self-doubt moments or like confidence up and down because I think that's common that we talked about it before when we experience like changes usually you would feel just like ups and downs there were moments that you will be like okay yeah I can do this and then there will be moments like oh no I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do it you know
2: I think it's normal for human being mm. to have like self-doubt if you ask me now I do still is it a right way to do it is it not Mm. but I think it's a process of like learning about yourself and also a process to learn how to do it better right now like if you ask me the biggest difference it's I'm very open to failure and I'm very Mm. open to making mistakes because Mm. I know that's what makes me better Mm. when I was younger like at that period of time after I quit I was so afraid of making mistakes and I think that's basically blocked me from moving forward exploring different Mm. opportunities where does that fear
1: come from you think though like the worries and doubts
2: i'm the biggest fan of like coaching so i have like different coaches Mm. i have life coach i have like business coach Mm. and i love like speaking to different people learn more about like different people's perspective like Mm. what you guys doing here right so be able to recognize it and then know that it's a Process and yeah. just accept it, <laughs> then you will. And
1: didn't accept it. <laughs> it takes. A long time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it
2: takes a long time to. I, How do you accept?
3: What's so, the breakdown? Okay, so process? my
2: so my I do a lot of med- meditation, so mm. I'm very in tune and I'm very aware of my own emotions. So not just a negative emotion, like even like well, what we so call positive emotions. So like mm. pride, mm. happiness, or like mm. love. These are all emotions, right? And I basically okay. ask myself a lot of questions, like why do I feel proud about this why Mm. do I feel upset about this why do Mm. I feel guilty about this and Mm. I think there are a lot of different emotions there is one book I would love to share with everyone it's called Letting Go through these meditations and questions that you ask yourself Mm. you'll be able to know more about yourself you'll be Mm. able to do it better with accepting who you are Mm. you can then go on with your life with a better consciousness Mm. and awareness about yourself, basically.
0: I think Mm. what you mentioned earlier about, like, you cared about what people think previously, and I think that's, like, part of what it might sometimes block me from Mm. accepting, right? Because you don't want that to be true, and then you don't want people to judge you for that. But Mm. I think it's, like, I do agree that now I have a different perspective where if you just try not to care about that yeah you move on a lot like e-
2: oh yeah 100 like, yes, like, yes no mm. i'm not expecting myself to live completely separate from no. like society rules I, I kind of just see that as like um, different perspective especially like, when it comes to like big life decision i try to ask myself a lot like am i doing this for myself and mm-hmm. or am i doing this for people
3: a lot of societal um, pressure or even your parents are saying that you are not sticking mm. to it. You are not mm. paying 100% effort to enjoy the opportunity or your job and you just want to jump here and there. And all these voices, especially from authority, would make a person so frustrated. Mm. So how do you differentiate, this is not for me, the idea of I haven't really tried enough. I guess the so parents me. are usually the one who'd ask you to man up, like <laughs> the time stick out. You, or, uh,
2: okay, like. <laughs> like talking about parents i can talk till next month (laughs) previously i would very often get trapped in following what they want me to do Mm -hmm. but then now i think like i grow into a more self-conscious individual where Mm -hmm. i can have the ability to explain to them how i feel at the same time just do what i think is right for me when i was younger i I want everyone to agree what i say if someone (laughs) disagree with you that person just suddenly become your enemies and i think <laughs> yeah. it's just very tiring to live like this mm. so you know when i grow older i redefine the definition of friendship like love mm. um, relationship with my parents as well mm. i can still be really good friends with someone who we always disagree on it's all about self-awareness as well like yeah. if you don't like being disagreed, like why would you you think the other person like being disagreed? And, and
0: understanding the trigger Yeah, okay. At the beginning, it was more like I got really annoyed, Mm. but then why did I feel annoyed? Yeah, and then it's like Mm. starting to break things down and be like, okay, maybe he did or he spoke about something in a way that I didn't like, for Mm. example. Mm. And then you realize that it's the language that he used, and Mm. you realize that maybe it's the value or the perspective. Yeah, and I think it's like a lot of people they stop at the stage of like, okay, I'm just annoyed, you know, Mm. they don't really take time to then digest, yeah, to digest and really, I think most people might be scared or they Mm. didn't know how to Mm -hmm. how to crack through that um, barrier you know and Mm. what was like your way obviously you've grown to learn to meditate a bit more Mm. and then you are a lot more in tune. but that was like a process right so Mm. at the beginning how did you go from acknowledging those emotions to breaking those down
2: reading helps me a lot Mm -hmm. i love reading all these like Mm -hmm. tactics and like Mm -hmm. reading all these like self-help books Mm -hmm. pretty much all the books are like suggesting the same thing sit with your feeling through these process then you'll be able to be a bit more aware about yourself Mm -hmm. like You can still be angry, you can still be Mm. sad. I think a lot of people try to stop after they feel the emotion is because they're trying to avoid it.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. So
2: if you avoid it, then obviously you never get a chance to understand why. Mm. Why behind. So Mm. you're just basically constantly living in this like red rays of unconscious feelings. About all emotions, about yourself, right? So Mm -hmm. that's basically the breakthrough point Mm. it's uncomfortable, but you start to recognize and Mm. also like, you know, get over the feeling. You Mm. feel for
1: like you redefined friendship love mm. life parent relationships mm. Mm. so if someone is going through that and they want to know like how do i redefine it
2: different people will have different journey mm. um and what makes me go ring foodies process of like redefining everything it's mm. last year actually i got into a period of time where i was like burning out basically was affecting the relationship with me and my partner, mm. me and my parents mm. and you know even like me and our, my staff at EQ. And it just got to a point where I feel like it's just not me. I just don't feel like I was a nice person to be around with. Mm. Mm-hmm. So then I basically go to a retreat mm. um, just by myself. I then basically started to look into a different area of my life mm. and I then asked myself like, you know, it's the career that I'm creating, it's, it's the way that I wanted to to go forward mm. with. The moment of silence, it just gives me so much insight that the stress that I've been having fr- from my work is mm. impacting everything. Yeah. Without the alone time, I wouldn't be able to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because it's just so much noise again like people expectations and you know like people telling you what you should be doing and like stuff like that i just never really like have a moment for myself and pause and think about yeah. oh actually is this something that i want yeah. and i think especially with a lot of entrepreneur and that's the reason why i pivot from you know having a creative agency now i'm more focusing on helping entrepreneurs because i see a lot of like entrepreneur get into this like red race it's very important to also take care of yourself i've lost sight with mm. what's important to me when i first started eq i wanted to help with like impact driven brands mm. and like help them to be brands but then i couldn't even help with myself like mm. you know then how could i help with my clients mm. so i'm still like be very selective with the branding client that i'm taking on mm. Uh, But right now, like, 80% of my energies, I really wanted to use my experience and this whole process to help with more entrepreneur. My approach is not, like, numbers, numbers, numbers. You know, what I wanted to help them is to really find themselves, like, through work, like, Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around. Because
0: they're in for the long run, right? Exactly. They're not in there to burn out and then try to find a way to help themselves Mm -hmm. and then burn out again.
2: If there is a bunch of entrepreneur in front of Mm -hmm. me now, like, the advices or, like, the, the questions that I would ask, it's, why did you start at the first place? Mm. And do you think what you're doing is supporting that? Because mm. I think again, like a lot of entrepreneurs that get into this red ways of like thinking the more the better. Mm-hmm. But is it really I just realised, you know, I'm not in here to roll my agency into a like a monster scale. Mm. But I wanted to have like work life balance. I wanted yeah. to be able to have like a decent career. Um, being able to help people that I wanted to help with but at the same time I wanted to give love to people that around me and I yeah. wanted to give care to not that like terrible Mandy coming home and you know always yeah. like stress about things <laughs> and, and just
0: like complain about things yeah like, or like just
2: like always think about s- some crisis going on yeah. all the time yeah. and, you know it's like, it's, like it's, yeah. it's so tiring after I you know start to ask myself those questions Mm. and i just kind of consciously try to restructure my life really Mm. like not just work like really restructure my life like now i have like every friday off is my thinking day like Mm. all my clients know that that. and a lot of my clients ask me as well and how do you execute it and and i think it comes down to like you have to be honest to yourself Like i'm not being lazy obviously like you know if i feel that tired that week then i will allow myself to to slow down and just rest without feeling any guilt yeah that's basically the day where i'm um studying or like topping up my industry knowledge for my clients mm. always thinking about how to add values to them mm. and every three months I, I just got back from Thailand actually yeah. um, I went to a friend's wedding with my partner and yeah. I make it very clear that every three months I'll have at least one week off mm. completely offline mm. as well so I was like off WhatsApp what off yeah. like Instagram mm. no emails nothing no one can really wow. get in touch with me yeah. um, so like that's basically the time that I need for myself and I and yes. I see values after you know like yeah. implementing all these things like I'm more clear-minded and like i'm more nicer person
0: re-centering really centering yeah yeah. i
2: have the capability and ability to see things from other people's perspective Mm. like because i think when you're so busy you don't even have time for yourself how would you have time for Uh other people right? yeah
3: Yeah, mandy in this burnout culture i'm sure a lot of people have been where you were Mm -hmm. and How do they do that retreat? Because I know people could spot the triggers that they need a retreat to recenter themselves Mm -hmm. because they're just physically and mentally exhausted. But what should we do during that retreat to make the most out of it so that after we return to work, it won't be a vicious cycle of getting to burnout and retreat again you know that cycle
2: would just keep on looping I'm a big fan of like disconnecting from social media Mm. well actually I think after the trip like now I don't really have a Instagram on my phone so I only have Instagram on my work phone Mm. I just feel like it's too much noise it could be helpful I'm I'm still seeing like social media could be a very helpful tool for my business Mm. but like in terms of like catching up with like friends latest update, I make effort to meet them like very regularly so they mm. would know what I've been up to anyway. So I don't really need to mm. go on their Instagram to understand like, you know, or know like, you know, what they've been up to. Like I oftentimes would ask myself questions like how have I been doing in the f- in the past three months? But instead of thinking I feel it. Like I think mm. that's really important. If you're potentially burning out then obviously you like that's the starting point where you should ask yourself like why? Why mm. are you burning out and is the lifestyle that you're creating it really is something that you can afford living yeah. moving forward i understand like people who just started out they need to they need to Full go on, on to yeah they need yeah. to go on through through these journeys mm. to learn about all these things so the length of the time mm. t- context of the experience mm. is also different but con- always consciously think about like it's what you're doing at work supporting your values and also mm. like the life goal that you wanted mm. to to make because i think essentially everyone wants to you know have like a decent lifestyle yeah mm. and like definitely like you know money can help mm-hmm. with that but like to what extent like if you don't put a limit on it if you don't know clearly yourself then it would just be like a blind red race how much is actually enough mm-hmm. and uh if you decided to go beyond that mm-hmm. you also need to then expect like yes probably you will be able to achieve the goal but there are sacrifice in life mm-hmm. like you know there's nothing comes in for free personal mm-hmm.
1: like- question because mm. um, i experienced that mm. but it is also true that when you rest to Mm. recharge you really stop progressing if you think about like the business is all you you need to talk to the supplier you Mm. need to reach out to you need to create content for audience market it it's a fact that Mm. when you're resting when you're recharging Mm -hmm. the reality it has has to wait it's really hard for me to get over that guilt Mm -hmm. To be, and it's not even like working hours, it's every waking hour, if I'm not thinking about something related to the business that I'm building, then I'm not doing enough because other people are willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And there's so many voices in the society to be like, you don't want it enough. That's Mm -hmm. why you are so relaxed. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you don't do it, other people are willing to do it and Mm -hmm. you'll be left behind. You know and these are all noises that mm. you mentioned mm. but at the same time I think it's so hard to, you yeah, know yeah, get yeah. over it
2: at first I definitely have that feeling as well and th- like, I think that's the reason why it got me into burnout but I think the biggest lesson that I've learned it's what you have just said or like my worries mm. it it all comes from society expectation mm. right like so first of all is that like I, I re-identify what it's like a b- good work-life balance lifestyle for me then you need to basically ask yourself like are you looking into like a if you wanted to just launch a business and make Mm. a lot of money and exit in two three years then yes you shouldn't stop Mm. because you you only have like a very limited time frame right Mm -hmm. um but if i'm looking at my work um on more like a long-term basis Mm. it's like i need to work until at least like 60 70 like Mm. right until i retire then Mm. what's wrong with just taking one day off (laughs) and just take care of yourself
0: for me it's the burnout part as well i know the recovery
2: time is hard
0: it's Mm. long so if i don't try to catch myself before i burn out the sacrifice would be a lot bigger
2: i just realized like those like little rest time Mm. give me so much more clarity and Mm. i'm you know i'm becoming a better person Mm. i actually make better business decisions Mm. so it's Mm. actually wiser it's not like you're being lazy like sometimes Mm. like giving Mm. you giving you all these like little pause moment. It actually mm. makes you feel more empowered. Yeah, it's an
3: intangible benefits, right? As yeah, intangible yeah. progress you're making that might not be quantifiable. Mm. And also, I remember I, I read a book, Compound Effect. So mm. basically, in, we always look at the chronological of business development. We'll be like, oh, we want to launch this in the next three or four years. But then what the author was saying is try to draw or paint a picture of your ideal life. What Mm. kind of house you want to live in? What kind of uh, clothes you want to wear? What kind of Mm. car you want to drive? Does it have to be a Ferrari or you're okay with a Toyota? Mm. You know, then also plan the habit. Do you want to have family time and uh, you having the ability to go home and have dinner with your family every single day? Or can you afford only have dinner with your family over weekends Mm. or only occasional and if you have mm. all that kind of goals or dream life painted out clearly then you work backwards to how much you want to input and, and invest in mm. your business and i think that's a really good way because everyone's picture will look different yeah. and that's yeah. why your plan
2: and investment will be different actually that's the workshop that we've done right yeah like the, we, we did <laughs> yeah. we did a I little saw a
1: beach house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: that's a really powerful exercise as well including myself previously i've, I've lost sight into what kind of lifestyle I actually wanted mm. and why I actually started at the beginning mm. I'm still grateful for the burnout that i have having because mm. like, it gives mm. me so much insight and that's the reason why I wanted to contribute myself to the entrepreneur who was going through the same journey I wanted to use my experience and sharing mm. to to give them a bit more insight into yep. like how to help them to live more like a fulfilling life
1: mm. before we wrap up I want to ask one question as that your purpose how can someone truly find what they want to do? Because for me, it changed a few times. Mm. And then now I feel good about my purpose, but I also am ready for another change. Mm. And then when it happens, how do you realign with your career and then realign with people around you Mm. and start executing? I think that is a very complex question. Yeah, intangible.
2: (laughs) With purpose, I do feel like every individual the purpose will keep shifting Mm. it's not that because we're being flaky it's Mm. just life process Mm. you know like you wouldn't be able to find your your ultimate life purpose just by your 20 right and then you Mm. stick through that till you're 80 right so (laughs) for me like the biggest thing is like if i keep tuning in with myself and use my experience Mm. to help people i just know that ultimately my purpose is to help people no matter at what stage of Mm. my life is and Mm. with brands like you know you're allowed to keep like pivoting a little bit obviously the core purpose will never really change you just basically like kind of use your life experience to mow around that Mm -hmm. and i think like a a more authentic brand it's like a human you know we live and breathe and your audience will grow with you as well look at like big brands like apple right you can see that they take a lot of like little path like here and there and Mm -hmm. kind of like mow around it so Mm -hmm. yes you can have like the ultimate Purpose, you are allowed to make like a small shift, like here and there. Mm. That shows that you're being authentic as well. Yeah, and and um, I think a modern brand, you need to be able to breathe. Yeah,
0: you know,
2: you <laughs> need I to be able to like live and breathe.
0: What's beautiful about building a brand and then making a brand like a well-known brand, or if not even like globally well-known, but it's just like having the longevity of a brand. Mm. I think it's like you see the growth or the changes of a brand but then the core is still there yeah i think that is not easy for Mm. a lot of brands Mm -hmm. but if a brand can stay consistent Mm. like people really
2: appreciate that for a brand it's kind of like a projection of Mm. the founder right so like so obviously like people change and Mm -hmm. people like grow the problem like a lot of brands that they fail is they try to be something that they're not Mm. it's not sustainable Mm. to live but if Mm. you live authentically and you know try to stay Stay to your core. Mm. You're allowed to make changes here mm. and there. Mm.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about um, the workshops that you do and how do people get involved or what what are the purposes that people can get out
2: of like those workshops? The workshop that I've been hosting it comes with different format. Mm. Um, sometimes it's like group coaching. Obviously, the one that we've done it's like a little exercise. Mm-hmm. incorporate uh, mm-hmm. meditation as well. Mm-hmm. So. Very exciting thing is going to come, so I'm in, in the middle of process of forming a group coaching. Mm. The reason why I wanted to launch it is all my one-on-one coaching, it's full. Throughout my workshops that I've been hosting, I see that mm. a lot of entrepreneurs that they probably can't afford uh, too much on like one-on-one coaching. Mm. So I wanted to come up with something that's like more affordable mm. and accessible to everyone so mm. I can help with more people. Yeah. I would invite six students to basically work together for six months. Mm. Uh, and throughout this process I'll basically help them and guide them to build a brand that aligns with their purposes because one of the biggest challenges I think like when you start starting out yeah. you want accountability yeah. from people who is more experienced as well yeah. as I kind of like created this workshop mm. based on all the challenges that I've observed
1: like if they're interested how can they reach out to you or
2: so they can go to my Instagram mm. uh, and they can just reach out to me directly yeah. I regularly host workshop mm. at different co-working space as Mm. well i have one coming up in hive and also garage society um Mm. so they can pay attention to Mm. um these co-working space and uh can just meet me there maybe we can have a chat and and then if they think they need some help then you know obviously group coaching is is something that they can consider
1: since our channel it's called unlabeling effect so we want to ask you mandy what's the one label you think needs to be unlabeled the most
2: living on other people's expectations no matter Mm. it's like society Mm. your parents expectations and with a lot of entrepreneur you know like have to really think about like are you doing this for yourself and why do you want to do it and just try to spend more time by yourself and understanding your thinking rather than living off someone else expectation basically Mm.
1: i like that thank you mandy i think i'm so so stimulated by all the points that you made Mm.
0: i want to like journal (laughs)
1: now
0: thank you for tuning in and let's continue the conversation on instagram at unlabeling effect please subscribe to our podcast on spotify and itunes and give us a rating until then dare to feel dare to be real